0: Welcome to the 301st episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on September 11th, 2022. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who's surviving through the smoke, Carlos Rodella.
1: Yes, it's the apocalypse yet again, people, and the other uh,
0: other apocalypse. Yes,
1: yes. There's additional ap- apocalypses that happen. Apocaly, you might say.
0: <laughs> oh, that's pretty good.
1: Wait, that's the name of this podcast. Apocaly, yeah, wow, that's I'm really gonna,
0: fast. I'm gonna jot it down. We'll see if anything better okay. comes along.
1: But we uh, here in Washington have many fires going on. Also in Idaho, so they come over as well, and we are getting smoke everywhere. Uh, some places of Washington are getting ash that's just like falling like snow. And, um, I think you're going to talk about this in a second, but I'll just lead us off with, uh, a lot of us are dealing with it with our lungs and stuff, Yeah, because even just walking out, even with masks, um, <clears throat> I'm just having to clear my throat a lot. So I apologize at the top of this podcast. If you hear me clear my throat, it's because of the apocalypse.
0: Yeah, same. I'm going to be probably coughing a little bit too. <laughs> the air is just like really, really bad right now. Um, I have. I think three air filters running inside my house. I put an extra filter on my air conditioner unit, and we're not going outside at all. Um, I had to go and take care of my chickens, and we were wearing like our N95s outside because the smoke particles are really bad. Yeah. So, yeah, excuse us um, ahead of time in case we cough or snort or choke or whatever. (laughs) I mean, if I don't answer for a few minutes, I may have passed out, so please come check on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, you know, apologies in advance. We're doing the best we can given the quasi-apocalyptic circumstances right now. But the show must go on. Yeah. All right. We've got a big show, lots of stuff to talk about. And full disclosure, my family is hungry and we're leaving for lunch as soon as I'm done with the show. So I have a lot of hungry eyeballs on me saying, hurry the fuck up, Dad, please. (laughs) So we're going to do the best we can, folks.
1: A lot of uh, uh, pre-setup before we start the show.
0: I know, right. Okay, let's just jump into it. Be really mindful of our time. We're going to do housekeeping, folks. Everyone knows Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. It is silver. That's right. It's the housekeeping section this week leading off the show. Carlos, I've got quite a few things. Um, How much do you got on your side of the stuff?
1: I mean one of huge box is Cyberpunk, so that's a massive box. And then that I, is a big one. A couple of little boxes. Do you want to start this time?
0: How, how about this? You do your do you do your little ones okay. and then I'll do mine because all of mine are pretty small and then we're gonna end housekeeping with your biggest one.
1: Got it. It's almost okay. like Christmas. It is know? Christmas. You, you gotta, gotta do the big thing for last. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh. All right, so my little boxes are that we had two um presentations or what do they call them showcases nowadays yeah, yeah um yeah. disney did one and ubisoft did one i don't have much to say about either of them because it wasn't really a lot for me to be excited about but in disney's um they launched like some animal crossing game that's on uh game pass right now it's like a disney animal cross
0: right i heard about it i didn't watch the presentations either but people were talking about it at my feed
1: yeah it's all over the place i mean it's you know for game pass people it's free in quotes so you can check it out. Um, Illusion Island seemed interesting. It's kind of like um, what's that game with? Um, oh man, great way to start the podcast. Good that start game to the with a thing. Anyway, it's like a game. platformer where like multiple people can play it. <laughs> that game with a thing is a pretty good title too. I like, kind of like That is good too. Uh, it's like a multi uh, um, multiplayer platform game. I don't know. It's called illusion. I think, Island. I,
0: I think we are suffering from low oxygen from all the ash in the air <laughs> right now. It. I think we're, we're also, by the way, man. we
1: didn't mention this too. I can, we Yeah, neither of us can open our windows. So no, no even with know. my portable air conditioner, it is like stuffy. Yeah, so it's really,
0: I'm sweating right now. I'm literally sweating. Right I now.
1: think there is less oxygen in here. So I believe you, yes. Maybe I should not be as excited as normally as I am <laughs> We go back to our (laughs) NPR voices and save, conserve oxygen. We're
0: going to burn through our air supply too quickly. Okay.
1: If you listen through our podcast, by the way, over the years, you will hear us go through the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. If you think about it.
0: You can chart the downfall of humanity if you follow our Mm. episodes.
1: That's another use of it. Okay. Uh, Also, they mentioned Midnight Suns, which I know you like. Yeah, looking forward. Yeah. Um, So just more on that. Uh, Tron Identity they didn't show anything just showed the name so i don't know what that is but that's from something. mike
0: biffle studios is that right
1: i don't know they just showed the name i didn't
0: i didn't say i feel like i saw mike biffle talking about this that sneaky <laughs> sneaky mike biffle i think he's working on that
1: oh okay and the other thing that was kind of interesting to me weirdly enough because i think both of us like card games when they're done right is they are announced marvel snap which is a card game it's yeah com- it's coming out in october
0: did they say what platforms is it mobile or what is it
1: oh i don't know i'm guessing everything but yeah probably um, I don't know. I think we both check it out. Ubisoft and mainly I mentioned a bunch of Assassin's Creed games, um, so I thought that was interesting. They showed like the new one and some other like many different ones. I don't. I was kind of confused on why there were so many little ones, like offshoot uh, Assassin's yeah. Creed games. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But the
1: main one looked good. It looked like a return to form, which is interesting. Like, what
0: was the main one? Was it Mirage?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And As it was Assassin's like Assassin's old school Mirage. Assassin's Creed, like I'm going and, and you know getting people and being sneaky about it.
0: Yeah, you know, we um, are going to be running a preview. We had one of our writers, Sparky Clarkson, was um, looking at some of this stuff ahead of time. We got invited to a pre release um, event, and he attended that. So we will, by the time that you're hearing this, that preview will probably be up so if you want more in-depth information i don't even know what it is myself i didn't check it out but sparky will cover it he'll have a thing up and i'll post it and by the time you're hearing it you can just click over to GameCritics.com. you can probably read all the info there
1: there you go and then lastly uh just division which i remember a long time ago having fun with when oh the division yeah 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 yeah. i think we both kind of enjoyed parts of it yeah um it was beautiful too and, and really reproduced new york city really well um the they have a new expansion or no no it's not expansion it's a free-to-play game in the world of the division uh called heartland so it's like the middle of america kind of you know setting Mm -hmm. and it's free to play so interesting um those can go wrong but you know i really did enjoy the gameplay at least of division so it's free to play i'm not why would i not try it Yeah. Um, yeah heartland yeah
0: we shall see. I had a pretty good time with the Division. Uh, myself, my wife, and former co-host Corey Motley were a trio. Uh, oh, we I didn't know like, that. Yeah, we played the entire Division campaign together, and we had a great time, even though the game itself wasn't that great, but just it was good in a group setting. So I'd be up for more of that. I feel like the Division 2 didn't really capture what we liked about the original Division. So. I agree. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll
1: see. All right, All right. that's it for those things. There's obviously a lot more was discussed, but you guys can look it up on the internet. And before I go, my last little boxes, I just saw, um, a, I'm only playing a couple games right now. And one of them is I'm still playing Saints Row because I love it. And I've been all over Twitter about talking about how much I love it uh, with other people. But uh, someone just released a mod, which I can't play on my PlayStation, which is where I'm playing it, but a mod for PC that lets you do first person mode Interesting. And weirdly enough, just like GTA, it does kind of make the game different and make it feel like, you know, more immersive, obviously. Yeah. So I wish I could have that mod for my PlayStation. Especially, It's interesting. It. Yeah. You don't really think about
0: yeah. how much simple camera perspective can really change the quality of a game, how it plays, how it feels, level of immersion. I mean, you know, I don't know that people really think about it that much, but it's really very key and can really define the entire identity of your game so that'll Mm -hmm. be interesting to check that out
1: yeah all right my little boxes are done there you go and let's get to your little boxes
0: all right let's see what we got here uh what do we got first heads up that awesome games done quick 2023 will be happening january 8th through the 15th It is an annual charity speed running event and i believe this year they are raising money for the prevent cancer foundation so please google that if you want to find out more information about that but heads up uh also i am a a a, i guess i'm on the i'm on the warframe wagon i don't play warframe anymore but i really loved warframe when i was playing it playing it for several hundred hours i even wrote a a guide for it and i did all sorts of stuff um i kind of fell off because it's kind of a full-time job but i still love it um and for people who are still in warframe or want to hear about warframe they are just releasing their 50th playable frame and if you don't know the, the Warframes themselves are basically the different characters that you can have in the game. You can switch between them at any time. And if you play for a while, you'll collect a bunch of frames. Like you'll you'll go to your home spaceship and you got them all lined up in your closet. You just pick out whatever Warframe you want. Mm. There's there's one of every flavor. There's like some that do electricity, some that disappear, some that have big guns. Like, you know, whatever. There's one Warframe for every flavor. Um, so they're releasing their 50th Warframe. It's called Styanax and it's free. For anybody who logs into the game before September 21st, speaking of which, fuck, I forgot to log in. I got to log oh. in and get that. Oh. Um, so if you if you if you are casual Warframer, hardcore, whatever, if you're just are curious, log in before the 21st. You get this one for free. Uh, also, there's a new expansion called Veilbreaker. This uh, updates Warframe with a new single-player story quest. Uh, some new multiplayer boss stuff and a bunch of quality of life stuff. <clears throat> this game just constantly growing, constantly evolving. I love it. And I, oh man, if I could clone myself, um, not only would I have weird sexual shenanigans, I would like dedicate <laughs> one clone to playing Warframe twenty four seven. If I if I could have two of me, that would that's something that would definitely happen. I love Warframe a lot.
1: So. There's a couple things to break down there.
0: We're not going to break any. Well, of that we're now. not going to do that on. at all. Uh, yeah, on.
1: that game just keeps on trucking along, man. Yes, there are definitely
0: um let's see here mm-hmm. oh the uh what is this ryu ga gotoku studio who are the creators of yakuza and mm-hmm. also judgment they're doing a game show speaking of we just talked about the disney stuff and the ubisoft stuff they're doing their own show they're calling it the rgg summit uh and i believe that is uh happening in three days september 14th by the time you hear this show you probably still have time to catch it It's going to be 3 a.m. Pacific time. So pretty rough. They're operating on Japan time. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, catch it on YouTube or something like that. They're going to be talking about everything they've got going. Uh, They're going to have English interpreters because I believe the whole presentation is going to be in Japanese. I believe there's also going to be subtitles. So check that out. Good, good, good. And, oh, man, I wrote down this really important thing about a game that I wanted people to know. And I forgot to put down what game it was. I wrote down all the info except Did for the title of the game. Did you say important game? It's a very hmm. important game that I want people to know about oh. that I really enjoyed. And I can't remember what it is because I forgot to write down the fucking title.
1: What was it on? Do you remember Steam? I have no or... idea. I have no idea. Oh, uh, my god! That
0: cool game that I liked is now 20% off. So just heads up on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you could just search for, like, that cool game. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm going to for Wait, is it there second. a game called that? I bet you there is. No.
0: When you when you take over with your final box, I'm going to Google it because I feel like I'm, I'm dissing this game. Okay. Also... Okay, so this caught me super by surprise. I have not played the new Final <clears throat> Fantasy Seven remake, but you played it, right, Carlos?
1: Oh yeah, I played it yeah. and finished it.
0: Okay, so I haven't played it yet. I'm gonna play it at some point. I, I bought it, like I have it, but like uh, at some point, I remember you—you you could not escape that Cloud got into um, drag for like the honeybee yes. section of the game, right? Yeah, it's a pretty famous. Like if you were anywhere online in the game circle, like you heard about Cloud doing this thing. Uh, Square Enix is releasing a play arts high definition, high posability, high quality figure of Cloud in his drag outfit. Oh, perfect. So if you like that section, if you like Cloud, if you like men in drag, if you like anything, I'm this has got to be a first. I feel like it's got to be some kind of a first where a figure of this kind is being released to the general game audience, at, at least in America. I don't know about Japan. I can't speak for other territories. But I saw it and I'm like, whoa, is this like a joke? What's going on? Because it seemed like Seemed, I don't know like like maybe this is like a step for Square Enix or something. But heads up if you like the Honeybee section, I haven't played it yet so I don't know. But um, it's a very striking figure. Looks like it's very well done. If that's something that's up your alley, it's available for pre-order at the Square Enix store right now. So heads up.
1: Well, um, by the way, but, in Japan, there's I'm sure those I'm sure, figures yeah. exist. And, yeah, yeah, And yeah. before we leave Final fantasy seven, real quick, I just got to bring this up. I think I brought it up only once. Um, <clears throat> there's a really weird section in that game that I don't know if it was in the first one. I'm guessing it wasn't. Uh, maybe it was But there's like A happy ending Massage parlor That w- I don't remember That
0: being in the uh, In
1: the original Final Fantasy 7 Not that
0: I remember It's been a while But I don't remember that.
1: Not many though. people Talk about that section But when it happened I was like What is going on Why is this here Was that when
0: Cloud was still in drag
1: It was around The same time He wasn't in drag At that moment I don't think No he wasn't I don't know. Uh, anyways Anyways. i
0: found the game i found the game
1: oh good uh escape academy
0: that's what it was oh right yeah yeah. you want to try this i've heard it's really fun my Mm. son really liked it with his friend uh doing two-player escape room action uh it's on the playstation indie sale that's what it was so it's 20 percent off Mm. uh if you want to check it out and also the reason i bring it up is because i don't know if you remember this carlos but they when we talked about it on the show my son's biggest complaint was that it was forced split screen even if your friend was online in another state or whatever, you still had to play in split screen. Uh, I, I bitched about it on the show. I sent an email to the developers and I said, hey, knock it off. This doesn't work for any of us. <laughs> hey, uh, and they did. They, they changed it. I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but they have now implemented the ability to turn off the split screen, which I feel like makes the experience a hundred times better.
1: Oh, good. I didn't know they did yeah. that. That's great. So you
0: can just yeah play like a normal mm. online game now, which is great. It's on sale for the PlayStation Indies title. Sale is over in another 10 days so by the time you hear this podcast uh, you're probably going to be okay to get it on sale so just heads up that that's there and those are all my boxes turning it over to you carlos now for your extra large box even though it's not christmas uh, well, What is well wait is it wait what, what? you know oh, me wait, i always more. like
1: change things up i saw t- uh, one little box at the bottom
0: oh no what was it what was the little box
1: is the thing you mentioned and we mentioned actually i think a couple episodes ago maybe it was actually last episode but remember pickle run yeah i do well, we uh I brought it to Twitter and I was asking people if we should play it. Um sure. I think a couple of people said yes, of course, but we should not play that. It looks terrible. It does look terrible. Um, That's why I
0: complained about it. <laughs> but
1: even like even playing it for a joke, like it it's not even like it's just like that kind of running along game, what's it called? Yeah. Endless Runner exactly so yes. it's like very not fun um i can i can find more fun in a, a regular platformer than like an endless runner you
0: can find more fun in a sandwich
1: <laughs> i can put my more fun in an actual pickle
0: yeah literally there you go little little yes. pickle is more fun than pickle rye. and
1: you yes. know what just saying the word pickle enough makes me want to pickle real bad I mean,
0: you probably got one in your fridge. I think everybody does. I don't. I don't. And what? I haven't. Yeah.
1: And I haven't had a pickle in a while. So I think I'm gonna have to go buy pickles today. Oh, my God. Jar of Anyways, pickles. Anyway. All right. You were talking on. about bad games, though. Yes. I went this, uh, you know, I don't know, over every day I go to look for games. And there's like duplicates even.
0: Yeah. Ah. It's pickle run. It's donut run. No, no,
1: it's no, 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 run, no, 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 actual game twice.
0: Oh, for real? Yes. Like pickle run and pickle run again.
1: Yes, and like uh, you know, fast lanes, fast lanes. It's like the same. Like they they can't even uh, work out that there's duplicates in their system. Duplicates.
0: Oh my god! All right, so So clearly anybody with a digital Um, storefront, please get this cleaned
1: up. All right, get it cleaned up. Duplicates. What are we Uh, in amateur hour? All right, sorry. All right. Anyway, our box, uh, huge big box, opening it up. So Cyberpunk uh, came out with an announcement video. I watched the whole thing, of course. And in the announcement video, they showed the DLC that's coming. They talked about the new anime that's coming, which, by the way, as the time of this recording, it's two days from now. Uh, It was super exciting. They just dropped it. They were like, yeah, it's next week.
0: Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. I like those short wait times.
1: And the anime uh was worked on by some of the people who worked on uh I can never say it, Evangelion. Whatever. Oh Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. Evangelion, yeah. It just looks amazing. I mean, look really, really fun. And of course I know everything about Cyberpunk. It's got characters from Cyberpunk, so I'm hoping Pan Am's in it. I'm really Do you- hoping
0: do you need knowledge of the game to enjoy the show or do you know how that is? It's kind of like, it's
1: the same way. Like you can play the game by itself. You can watch the anime by itself. If you play them both together, it's just awesome. Right? Like if you've known both, then it's, you know, you get pieces of both, but here's the other thing. They mentioned that the anime is Canon. So Ah. some of the, some of the stuff that you're going to get in the updates and the DLC will be crossover stuff. So you, you know, characters and stuff. And so here's the coolest part of it. This box is huge. Uh, I'll try to go fast, but They released an update at the same time, immediately. They did. Yeah, 1.6 or something. And in that update, not only did they do a bunch of fun little things that are just still being discovered, uh, a bunch of new weapons, and me being a melee guy, there's a new melee weapon, so I was, like, super excited and upgraded the shit out of that. Um, They did things, like, just around town, different things you might see. Like, (laughs) there's this cop station um yeah they call it cop station police station sure and uh there's like a naked guy just like running from the cops you know just like a funny little incident that's happening so like more ambient stuff going on yeah 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 and then of course for me i'm like hungry for anything three new missions very very short but at least something and you know me, I'm like, I can't die in that game because I'm so strong. Right, you're invincible, basically. So I walked yeah. up, and each mission, you know, when it came to the battle section, it took me 4.3 seconds. Right. Um, and I, I had to put a video up of me just going, head off, head off, arms off, leg off, cars explode, <laughs> end of mission. End of mission. All right. Um, and then lastly, there's a little Easter egg where you can get um, a jacket from the anime. So oh. that's really cool. And then when you pick up the jacket, there's a little brain dance, which is one of those virtual reality things, and it shows you some of uh, some anime. Oh, that's fun! The actual episodes. Yeah, well, like just part of an episode or part of something. But while you're in the game, so I mean, fucking kudos to these guys. CD Projekt Red, I think, knocking it out of the park. And the DLC, without going too far into it, we'll do it next episode. Looks amazing. Like not a just like oh, well, let's put let's give them some DLC. It looks like a really serious like talk about the united states and about you know capitalism and yeah political yeah. stuff so it just looks really good i'm so excited uh, all
0: right exciting stuff exciting stuff all right cool, cool cool um anything else for housekeeping
1: no that box i'm pushing it away
0: all right cool let's uh kick it into high gear as we move on to the main content of the show i think we're gonna
1: do 0.2 speed now or 0.5 I mean, speed
0: we're gonna uh, no no we can't no that are you saying faster or slower faster faster is that? oh wait
1: i'd be 2.5 times speed yeah there
0: we go we're gonna have to because lunch is waiting okay here we go uh let's see got a bunch of stuff to talk about as per usual carlos we're gonna start with you with a game called we are ofk i don't know a lot about this other than it's some kind of visual novel and apparently is ofk like a real band or it's kind of like a, a band that was created because of this game or there's some kind of weird multimedia thing going on i don't i don't quite get it but why don't you fill us in on what We Are OFK is all about?
1: Well, this will be quick. Um, (laughs) No, Yeah, no, it is a real band, and that's the whole idea is kind of the shift is that they're going to make a game, and I think that's cool. So there's a lot of cool things about this being an interesting idea, an actual band making a game about the the bandmates making a band.
0: Right. Meta. So pretty meta, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The
1: art style is really cool. I really do like the visual representation and presentation, Um, so that's cool. A lot of different characters, a lot of different... Well, like I said earlier, uh, representation of different types of characters and people. Okay. Um, so I like the style. I like the presentation. You're doing a lot of texting with your friends. You're not playing one person. You know, you're playing a lot of people. So it's that kind of like you can't really be invested. It's just more like you're watching a thing. Like the story unfolds from different perspectives. Yeah. You mean, with the different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of focus on a couple people, but in general, it's like learning about these people making this band. There's some mini games, you know, rhythm stuff like that. Um, I didn't get too far because I didn't nope out, as you say. Um, it, th- I, there's two things that are weird. One, it's that thing that we said before with visual novels or anything that's like this kind of game. If the um, if the subject matter is like 20-year-olds, yeah. it's tough for you and I, who are not that, yeah. To sometimes get into that because we just get taken out of like, oh, I don't, I'm not struggling about what I want to do in my life or whatever, like how I can make my next, you know, make my first band yeah. ever or something.
0: Kind of the coming of age, <laughs> finding yourself, this you know, your first kiss, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, like, it's cool if that's where you're at. But man, I, I left that behind a long time ago. I'm looking for different kinds of stories these days. Well, yeah.
1: And also it's like, um like your identity and also like, um, again, for young people, this would be better probably. And like insecurities and stuff like that, you know? Sure, and I'm like, oh, sure, I don't sure. I don't care what people think, <laughs> you know? So anyways, yeah. that's the main reason I noped out. I didn't find this in the game, but someone said there's a pretty distasteful joke later on too. Oh, really? About the Holocaust. And I was like, what? What? Where did that pop up in this game? Um, Yikes. Okay. So I can't really talk to that, but I've seen people bitching about it. Uh, I think this is a weird game. Uh, I think I give it points for being interesting and the fact that it's a band making a game about them. And I like that, and I like the art style. Um, I just don't care for the content.
0: Well, question um, apart from the the type of content, like the coming of age or identity, self confidence <clears throat> stuff, I, I heard people say that it's really like really passive, even for a visual novel. Like, is are you just spending most of your time just advancing text, and like every once in a while you get a choice? I mean, I heard like I heard both that it's very passive, and also that people felt like the choices didn't really have any kind of Uh, significant effect that they noticed. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel
1: like almost I could tell that from the promotion materials before they even released this game. You know, it looked like the band was going to make a game that was not really a game, but more just a storytelling of them becoming a band. So that's kind of what this is. I mean, okay, it's so kind tough. of predetermined a little bit. Then. Yeah. And, and also, it's not like a band that we all know and like some people know, but like it's not like a huge, massive band that we are all like, oh, to play as Radiohead, you know, Right. I would right. have a whole bunch of things going into that already. But sure. So I don't know. I just it's a math for me, um, okay. but I really did like the art style and I like the concept, but that's about it
0: yeah okay cool well you know i i dig visual novels but i i didn't hear a lot about this one and and you talking about it now i'm like okay maybe i'll keep an eye out for it but uh i'm very i'm pretty fucking particular about my visual novels and i don't know that this one is really selling me on it so all right anyway let's move on to the next game here circus Electrique. oh yes yeah this just came out very recently i want to say like a week ago um and it is a very interesting one. Would you do me a favor real quick and look up who makes this? Because I feel like oh, it's important yes. to say who makes it. I'm yeah. sorry. I meant to do that, and I forgot. And this was my the game that
1: those. I was going to pick up before you got it. And then uh, I said, don't, don't, do not get it. You this. said, don't do it. And uh, But I like the art style. So go ahead. Yeah, the art style is awesome. So basically, uh,
0: this is a very, very faithful Darkest Dungeon-like. Now, everybody knows I love me some Darkest Dungeon. Probably one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so it's already kind of in my basket. And I think this is a pretty good one, um, but I'll get into the details in a second. Overall, you're you're getting into a steampunk, kind of like early England, early American flavor, like P.T. Barnum era kind of circus. Um, you're t- This takes place in the UK where there are robotic things all over the place. Everybody's wearing like an extra robot arm or like some kind of weird eyepiece that's like cybernetic or some kind of robot drone following people along there's robot animals so it's like people and robot steampunk technology but also it's old-fashioned but also it's like a circus um i think the mashup is really cool i I really like the vibe of it i think it's um, a blend of a lot of interesting elements and i feel like it all kind of goes together really well you may not think the ingredients jive but they really do so i do like the aesthetic i like the style a lot um you're kind of investigating what's going on basically all the robots as you would expect go haywire and people want to know what's up, and so you're kind of figuring out what's going on. You play a reporter. Your uncle runs a circus, and he lends you his performers to go with you to protect you as you investigate the story. Uh, it plays out very much like a darkest dungeon, um, but some some things are slightly different. Like how you approach a map is different. Like you'll you'll see different modes on a map, and you'll or I'm sorry nodes. I've got my M's and my N's mixed up there. Um, you know there'll be like a fight node, a, a treasure node, a question mark node. Or it could be anything. There's a story node like you kind of pick and choose which way you want to go through the map with the eventual goal of getting to a boss. Uh, The combat itself is just like Darkest Dungeon. I'm going to say that like a million times, just like Darkest Dungeon because it really is. Um, You have a home base that's kind of like the town in Darkest Dungeon where there's like a place to rest. There's a place to get upgrades. There's a place to recruit new members. You take people out in a battle and the battle is just like Darkest Dungeon where you're on um, your characters on the left. Enemies are on the right. It's a 2D side view. And positioning matters. That was like Darkest Dungeon's big innovation, right? Where a person could have an ability, but that ability would only work if they were standing in the front. Like if there's four characters lined up left to right, like they could only use their sword if in their front. And if they were in the second position, they could heal. And if they're in the third position, they could block. And if they're in the fourth position, then they could snipe. Mm. Like that was like Darkest Dungeon's big claim to fame. And it's a really brilliant idea. They do the exact same thing here where like your strong man, because you're in a circus, right? you got like a strong man. Uh, flat fire Eater, Clown, Escape Artist, a couple other things. Um, apparently, there's 15 different classes to unlock. I have not unlocked all 15, so I don't know what else is coming. But, um, you know, like your strong man will be in the front of the line and he'll hit you with a big barbell. But if he's in the back of the line, then he like flexes. And if he's like in the way back of the line, then he does like a ground pound or something. So like th- basically the exact same system as Darkest Dungeon, which works well. Um and it kind of just is like that. Like it's basically just darkest dungeon, but it's you're playing a circus and it's steampunk, which is fine because there's not a ton of darkest dungeon likes out there and I do like that game, but to be fair, I do feel like it maybe follows in the footsteps a little bit too faithfully. Uh it, it's very complicated and in fact I feel like it's overcomplicated. I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces to this one. Uh I can't get into like all the nuts and bolts, but basically some of the you you recruit people, not everybody has the same powers. And so you've got to look at what powers they have. Not everybody has little personalities. And so you got to watch out because some people will not get along with others. You also have to, at the same time you're doing a battle, you have to also put on a circus performance, which means you take half of your team and you put them in the circus. You take your other half and you go to a battle. And so you've got to juggle like, Oh, this guy's tired. He should probably go in the circus or this guy's, uh, getting along better with this other person. I should put him in the battle and take this other person out and put them in the circus, mm. going back and forth. There's stuff to make. Um, I mean, honestly, it feels like there's like maybe a little bit too much going on. I wouldn't mind a little less complexity in this one. Um, and I don't mean to be unkind, but I feel like a lot of this complexity is just because Darkest Dungeon was really complex. Um, so I feel like some of this stuff could be cut out, and I feel like the game would be a little bit better for it.
1: I have a question about the, yeah. the, at least the only thing that seemed really interesting to me besides the style yeah, uh, is that uh, some people were saying that the moves, move set was kind of cool because they are such different kind of characters. Yeah. Is that kind of cool? But I, I mean,
0: know. it's just like, it's, I mean, again, I broken record, but it's just like darkest dungeon where like, you know, everybody has a certain set of moves. And if you, I mean, if you like the steampunk circus, then there's all sorts of cool moves. Like the escape artist does like an electrified chain whip, or she'll hit you with electrified handcuffs. The flame, the The fire eater will blow fire, of course. The strong man's got a bunch of like stuff that you would expect a big buff guy to do. The clown, uh. the clown, you know. It's, I mean, yes, but also if you've played Darkest Dungeon, it's exactly like Darkest Dungeon. So
1: this review is just basically Darkest Dungeon. Then
0: I mean, it is, and I feel bad for saying that, but like real talk, it's literally it feels like a reskin Darkest Dungeon. Okay. So if you want more of that. That's what it is. And I feel like it's done really well, right? The people making this game. Did you find out who makes
1: Zen Studios?
0: Zen Studios, who makes all the pinball games. That's right. That's right. So they have made other games before. And like the workmanship is really good, man. Like this is a really well put together game. Looks great. Sounds great. Controls great. I haven't had any bugs. It's really well put together. It's really polished. Zen Studios is a great studio. I have a lot of respect for what they do. And all their pinball games kick ass. So I don't, I really don't want to be unkind here. But I mean, just real talk. It just—it's really close to Darkest Dungeon, and I wish they had pulled back a little bit more, um, and given it its own identity apart from like the aesthetics and stuff. But it's not bad. Like none of this is bad. But if you want more Darkest Dungeon, this is it.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, like we say that all the time: subjective, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, how you might like a game. If you want more Darkest, Dun- Darkest Dungeon, and there isn't a game, a, a new Darkest Dungeon, then. And you and like this steampunk, is this is it, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, so just, just keep that in mind. Like, you know, that's what it is. If you want that, it does it really, really well. And, I mean, I honestly don't have a lot of criticism other than it's just a little bit too familiar. But But keep in mind, I am, like, Darkest Dungeon, one of my favorite games, I probably played it for, like, maybe 300 hours. I did literally every single thing in Darkest Dungeon, got all the achievements, did every challenge possible, beat every boss. I rinsed it from front to back, right? So like I know Darkest Dungeon inside out. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, that's it is what it is. And I kind of want something that's
1: not that close to it. But all right. if
0: you're not as if you're not as uh, well versed, then check it out. But I think it's well made. Really good, really good put together.
1: Maybe so. check it out.
0: Maybe check it out. Circus electric. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's see. Let's talk about Jackmoo for a minute. Uh, I don't know anything about this other than it's a really cool uh, looking like pixely kind of hand-drawn game. I saw the trailer, very attractive looking, and I was very curious. So I'm glad that you're putting some time into it. Tell us a little bit about Jackmoo, Carlos.
1: Yeah, we. I saw the trailer on one of those showcases. And then I remember probably on this show in real time, I was like, I wish I could play that game. And you're like, I sent you a code. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You want yeah, to play like, it. and I'm like oh, yeah. you
0: already got it. you literally in your box, bro. Uh
1: that was a cool evening cuz I was excited to play it. Um I think that what's really exciting about the anime uh or the trailer is that there's anime kind of style anim- you know, animation uh preview. So, and I have played the game for a while now and I haven't seen any animation. So, that's always weird to me when they do that.
0: Oh, interesting. You know? Okay. Like, okay.
1: I really like what they showed in that preview of this kind of yeah anime style um, intro, and I'm playing the game, and it's it's a 16 bit you know pixel based style game, uh, turn based RPG sci-fi, and um, yeah, I haven't seen any anima- animation yet, and I played it mm. for a while. Okay. Um, okay. So, anyways, besides that, you play as a woman who's a hacker, uh, vigilante type person. Okay. Um It's like a little town. It looks, you know, three-quarters view, top-down view style, pixel. And you're running around uh, collecting things and then talking to people, doing story stuff.
0: Is this kind of like a Zelda-type, like, over at map-ish kind of thing?
1: You know what? We've got to figure this out because <laughs> how many years have we been doing this show? I'd never know how to describe a game because Zelda is so, like, you know, anything, I guess, could be Zelda top-down view.
0: Like a 16-bit kind of, like, link to the past kind of Zelda thing?
1: It's 16-bit-ish. Okay. Pixely, and uh, it's three-quarters view, I guess. That's the best way I could say it. Okay. Right? I and mean, it's like
0: an open-world town you can walk around in. Like yeah, an open town. yeah,
1: okay. these little villages and stuff. And then when you do battle, it turns into turn-based combat. Old school. Like literally old, like Final Fantasy old school, right? Like three groups of enemies, you know what I mean?
0: Like you're on the left and they're on the right?
1: Uh no, you're in the front and they're in the in the foreground in the background. Foreground.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. You foreground, know background. background. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like a dragon quest sort a of. Dragon thing. quest okay. is what I meant. Yes. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Anyways, the what's what's cool about the game is one, um, it's just pretty fun. Like the turn based, even though it's turn based, <clears throat> do you have a lot of uh options of how you can um customize your your a move set? Because basically, and this is a question I have for the developers. You it's a cyberpunk y kind of world, right? And uh, the story, by the way, is that your dad gets kidnapped. He's, like, maybe got some special plans for some sci-fi things that people want. And you got to go find him. Uh, That's the beginning. And you talk to your buddy, who's kind of like your hacker buddy. And he helps you out with a lot of, like, things. Um, But you're upgrading your deck, your cyber deck. Oh, okay. And and I'm confused, though, because it actually changes you, yourself, your body. So, like, here's an example. Like, there's a cyber deck move you can Mm -hmm. add to your... Not card game, but you know, it's kind of like this, Your uh, what's it called? Oh, not rollout, loadout. Your loadout. Yeah, okay. your loadout is like, do I want to pick a bunch of things? Again, you have RAM and you have like software and hardware. Is this game
0: taking place in cyberspace? Like, that's, are what you...
1: I'm, that's what I'm asking you. Okay. And I'm okay. realizing right now, by the way, this whole episode of the podcast, I apologize. We're going fast and I feel like I'm fucking up. But uh, it's software and hardware and all that stuff. And it doesn't make sense to me because you're playing as a a real woman. And she's fighting real bad guys, right? But when she does her moves, like one special move, she like disappears for a minute and then reappears because she's going through cyberspace.
0: Okay, so yeah, this sounds like maybe you're like in the Matrix or something.
1: But you're, but it never says that. Like the whole game really is about you being in this world. And you're like, oh, hi, Mrs. Blah, blah blah. You're out today. I can see you. I saw a cat. And you're running around this whole world. But then when you go to the combat, it's this cyber stuff. Hmm. So I'm confused by what is happening. Okay. All um, right. But that being said, it doesn't matter because it's fun, and like I said, you you can you adjust your rollout. So why this game is you know more fun than another turn based game is because there is this kind of like how do I want to approach the situation. Here's a good example. I have uh, I've upgraded and added this like piece of you know whatever software that does like a punchback as soon as I get hit. Like that just happens no matter what.
0: Like an automatic damage. Automatic dealt like, back. Yeah, okay. dealt back.
1: And so even something simple like that early game can make the whole, you know, change the tide of the battle. Um, and then again, there's like really cool moves set. So um that's why I like it mechanic wise. But why I really, really like it is because the story kind of gets dark and real pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Um, All right. One one of your friends like loses a partner and like you bring over you cu- you have to go over and like bring him a bottle of Alcohol to like, you know, say, hey, let's break bread and chill out for a minute and talk about it. So it's like, it gets real uh, pretty quick. And then I'm sure it's going to do that again. So I always like games that do that where like you enjoy the combat, it's a fun game, but they're still going to be able to throw those kind of fun, uh, deeper story things in there. Cool. So that's my fast review, but I do think that it's really fun. I'm still playing it. And that's it. It sounds
0: cool. So, I mean, it seems like, do you feel like it would be like well suited to the Switch or something? I like the look of this game. I watched the trailer. It looks very appealing and I want to check it out. But it seemed to me kind of like the type of experience that I might want to just have on the go. I mean, you think the Switch would be okay for this? And, and, and in terms of the gameplay progression, like, are you doing a lot of like deck building? Or do you feel like it's more of like a straight-up RPG?
1: It's not a straight-up RPG. It's like an action-y game that has the old-school combat of an RPG in it. Okay, Because it's okay. really about the story. And I think the most time I'm doing. By the way, there is random battles, and you even have like software that you can install. Again, I don't know where you're installing this. Um, That like limits the um, those battles. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: okay. So you can kind of like self-control. You can
1: self-control, but then they're like, you shouldn't do that too much because then you won't level up. Um, But so you're doing that a lot. Like I feel like I'm around the world a lot, and then I'm doing the combat because I need to. But it's not like an RPG where I'm customizing a tons of things. Okay. You're customizing the loadout, and that's the <clears throat> the most fun and the most kind of thing. But to your other point, yeah, it's perfect for the Switch. Um, I like, you know, even this on a big screen because I really do like um, the look of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's really fun. It's not blowing me out of the water. I'm kind of confused by two things. The only cons are I want more animation because I saw that in the beginning. And two, I don't understand the concept of what I'm doing. I'm sure the developer is going to just tweet us immediately. Right now. But, but like... I just don't like it does. If it was all just a simulation, it would make my mind feel better. <laughs> I would just know, but it's, it's like I'm doing cyberpunk stuff. Uh, and I'm hacking my body. So I'm hacking. I mean, maybe
0: body. the whole thing, maybe, you know, maybe that's part of what you're going to find out. Maybe like you'll come to find out this whole thing. You've been in the matrix. the entire time. Oh, it was uh, always a
1: dream. Right? And you were there it could have been. and you it were could there. Okay. So it's a positive thumbs up for me, by the way, and I'm playing it. I'm going to beat it.
0: Good. Well, that sounds excellent. Um, all right, cool. That sounds like a win. I'm kind of Oh man, I got I got so much shit to play right now, but that sounds like something I really want to I'm going to I'm going to put this down my list. I'm going to prioritize. Really?
1: One. Oh, I'm interested. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm, I want to check this one out. That sounds cool. Uh all right, cool. Let me talk for a minute uh really quickly about something that I don't want to play anymore, uh which <laughs> Well, this is
1: will, this will be pretty quick then. This
0: will be a quick win. Kaichu, K A I C H U. Uh, Kaiju, the Kaiju dating simulation.
1: Yep. Um
0: this is it just hit the Xbox, which is where I'm playing it. Got sent a code from the developer. Thank you for sending that along. It looks really cute. You know, I play a lot of dating sims. I think that's a fun genre. I love seeing the differences that people come up with and how the different formulas play out. And the art style for this is really cute. The basic premise is, uh, is that you play Kaichu, who is the the main character. They are a gender indeterminate Godzilla-like who's kind of pink. Not scary at all. Like, I mean, you're a giant lizard, but you got hearts all over When you blow your nuclear breath, it's like in the shape of heart clouds. And you're just, you know, very cuddly and cute and adorable. But you don't know. You're just kind of in the middle. I don't know. There's no gender assigned to this. And in fact, this game is pretty good about keeping gender kind of out of it, even though it's a dating sim. Uh, Probably easier to do when you're dealing with giant monsters. Um, Basically, you start the game. And I I will say it starts off pretty rough because I wasn't exactly sure what I was in for and how this is working. But basically, you you start as Kaichu. You look at the map. And you see little monsters all over the map of the world, and there's real world also locations. Space Needle. There's Mount Rushmore. There is Taj Mahal. There's the Easter Island Moai heads. There's uh, the Red Square with all the onion domes in Russia, whatever that thing's called. Um, so there's there's real world locations, and you you see these little monsters all over the place, and then you pick one, you walk over to that monster, and you you click on it, and then you like immediately start like dating, which to me felt very abrupt and weird. And not like there was enough lead into it. There's also um, a bunch of... A couple of news anchors, which will talk because you're a monster. You don't talk. But the news anchors kind of do like this voiceover or kind of like talk over when you're doing your stuff. So here's what happens. I know this. I'm just... I'm just babbling right now. But here's what happens. You start as Kaichu. You, you look at the map. There was a, a lava lady, which seemed to be generally female, walked over to her, clicked on it. Her name was like Tephra. Tephra the lava lady. Her bottom half is a literal volcano. Her top half is like human-shaped lava, and she's got like smoke for hair or something. So pretty cool looking. Um, and then like as soon as you click on her, you're on the left side. Tefra's on the right. And then the news anchors who are in a news studio somewhere in on the world are doing voiceover for what's happening, I guess. They're like reading the date questions. It, it didn't really hang together for me because I'm like, well, if I'm on a date with this monster, what is the – are they reading my mind? Like why are they reading the oh. – you know what I mean? Like it's just the concept just didn't quite gel for me because they're speaking for you, but you're, they're not there and they're not connected to you. It's just like news anchors reading these questions. So basically they're like, Hey, um, do you like sports? And you don't know if the other person likes sports or not. So you can choose between like strong, affirmative, neutral or negative. Right. And sometimes it's, it's always like that. It's always one of three choices. Right. So like, you're like, yes, I do. Cause you don't know, don't know what to say. You're just kind of guessing. And, and, Tef for the volcano will be like sad face or happy face or neutral face. And you just kind of like guess your way through it. So I I didn't really understand some of the logic for some of the questions where it's like, oh, um, is family important to you? And I'm like, I mean, I can answer as myself as Brad, but I feel like I should probably answer as Kaichu because I'm role playing this, this game. Right. <clears throat> um, and I just don't, I, you know, I just didn't have any basis for who I was. I didn't have any basis for who they were because in most in most dating sims, uh, you get to talk to people first. Like like you you jump in and you play a character. You talk to these other characters first for a little bit. You find out their personalities. Hey, this is the sexy lady who's also a bitch. Hey, this is the really nice dude who's hunky but he's kind of dumb. Hey, here's the nerd who probably looks like he's a freak. On a, you know, under the sheets. Mm-hmm. Like who knows, right? Like you don't know. But at least you have something to go on. But here it's just like pick somebody at random. There's like a moth. There's like the volcano lady. There's like a armadillo guy. There's a sea monster. And like, I don't have any context for who they are or what personality is. And so you just like stumble your way through the questions. You're basically just guessing. Mm. And so I got kind of pissed off at this because I just, I don't like guessing. It felt like a waste of my time. So I restarted. The same questions come in the exact same order. So what you really have to do is just play it once. Write down the answers of what they like, what they don't like. And then you come back and you can just answer them all. It just feels very mechanical and just very like difficult to get into it mood wise because I don't feel like I'm relating to anybody. I don't feel like I'm a monster looking for love. I feel like I'm taking random stabs and then I'm just like redoing it so I can get the right answers. Yeah. Um, pretty shallow. So that was kind of unf- uh, unsatisfying. Right. And like a lot of the stuff is a simple, just really straightforward. If you answer correctly, then you beat up a city with your partner. If you If you don't answer correctly, then you kind of like shrug at each other and nothing happens. So if you successfully tear down a city, that means you've answered a lot of questions correctly, but it doesn't lead to anything like nothing happens when you destroy the cities. Like I, I beat up the, you know, I don't know, whatever. It's a bunch of cities like Space Needle and some other, you know, Pentagon or something. And like, it doesn't feel like it leads anywhere. Um, You're just filling up a meter. And I didn't feel like I got to know my partner any better. I didn't feel like anything changed. So I feel like I'm just answering questions just to answer them for the sake of answering them. At one point when you get to like level two, after you have one successful round, this general shows up and he's like, I'm military general and I don't like giant monsters and I'm going to attack you guys. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So maybe like we're going to do some, you know, combat or maybe tanks are going to show up. Nope. Nothing happens. Like the general talks, but literally nothing changes. Like there's no combat. The army doesn't show up. There's no missiles or anything. Weird. I thought, I thought for sure something was going to happen, but nothing happened. So I just keep playing, just keep playing. Eventually, you get to a boss. Um, I don't know why the boss was there. He's just like some other robotic dude or something. You answer a bunch of questions. And I this was very frustrating. This is what made me bounce off the game. I, I answered some questions. And at some point, you get to a point where every single answer is wrong, no matter what. So I, I restarted like multiple times. and I chose different answers each time to find out what the right answer was. And they were all wrong. So that was really frustrating. I don't know if that was part of the the quote-unquote campaign. Like, are you not going to find true love until you've gone on several dates? But that's not how dating simulators work. That's just not what you do. And I get that maybe they're trying something new. Maybe they want to have a new spin on the formula. But this was extremely unsatisfying to go on a date where it felt like you were doomed to fail no matter what. And I didn't know that going into it. And I wasn't really sure what the game wanted from me. Mm. And up until this point, the gameplay was really unsatisfying. You know, so like really this game is kind of a fail on every single level. Like I just I, I I don't have anything good to say about it other than I think the concept of being a dating kaiju is kind of cool, but this felt like the beta for a game that wasn't done or maybe this was someone's game jam game that they they bashed out in a couple days and it just just not enough here, not deep enough, not rich enough, not complex enough. Um, it just didn't just did not work for me.
1: It sounds like instead of a dating simulator, it's like ask monsters questions. The game, yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, and also, it's very frustrating, because I saw the artwork I liked. And then also, I like, like you said, I like that concept. Like, we don't have another monster dating simulator. So that'd be really interesting. If you add a little more romance or something, you know, some connection to the yeah. people. Like, yeah. hey, I'm Godzilla, I'm going with other Godzilla, or I'm going with like the Mothra, and we're going to go do something. And then we're going to go on an actual date or something. Or we're going to like learn about each other yeah. as monsters. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, give me a, give me an opportunity to get to know my
0: monsters. <laughs>
1: know my monsters. That's you know, a like good
0: name. I, I mean, seriously, right? Like, I just I'm picking somebody at random, <laughs> answering questions at random. There's no real chance to get to know anybody, and that's really what a dating sim is all about, right? Like, you role play somebody, you talk to these different people, you choose somebody who seems appealing to you, and then you kind of just play it out. And like, I can't remember ever playing a dating sim where I was doomed to fail from the start. That does not yeah. feel good because I'm guessing a lot of people. Um, You know, I don't know very many people who meet somebody and then get married their first time out. So I think we probably have a lot of that rejection, failure, heartbreak in real life. We don't need that in our dating sim. Don't do me from the start. That's not what I come here for. So, yeah, I just, man, I I wanted to like this so much. And I just feel like it did not get there on any level, which is really unfortunate. So, yeah, man, I wish I had something better to say, but I just don't.
1: Okay.
0: Um, let's see, and on a I mean, high note, no, maybe. Question, mark? I, yeah. Well, you have what one more game, Carlos? I have a game that we're both talking about, we're both going to talk about, and then I have one more game after that. So, yes, oh. I feel like I feel like we will end on a high note here. Okay, so you're going to talk about another one then. Yeah, I got okay. one more that kind of snuck in. All right, but I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about Steel Rising. This was the game that we hinted at last week that we couldn't talk about, it was under embargo embargo is now dropped this is from spiders the french studio which i think you and i are both a fan of for sure I think um I, we know we know yeah i don't want to speak for you but i guess i will speak for you i know we're both fans of spiders uh and this is kind of a departure for mm-hmm. them it is less an rpg and more of kind of like a souls like almost in a lot of ways uh it's set in the french revolution and you are an android i spoiler kind of digging this game carlos i'm very excited to hear you talk about it so why don't you lead off and tell us about steel
1: rising uh and we're both playing it on pc right i'm you... on xbox oh, you're on got Xbox. An xbox. Okay. yeah um so i'm playing it on pc so there's a couple you know asterisks here because of my uh my playability with the graphics might be different uh, because my computer, by the way, just before we get into it, is pretty good. Like, it's, it can handle a lot. Okay. But for some reason, this it was given, um, this game was giving it issues, which I think I know the answer to. So that's a foreshadow. Uh, Steel Rising is like we mentioned last episode, um, very much about you playing a robot in the time of the French Revolution. But also, the style is like Life of P. If you've been watching the trailers for so that game, it's got very much the same DNA. Where it's robotics, uh, robots fighting other robots, and uh, dark, almost what's it called? Bloodborne aesthetics. Yeah, pretty bloodborne, yeah. Yeah, very, very actually, very bloodborne, <clears throat> especially yeah. in the combat, because it's very, like, about attacking first and, you know, quick dodges, um, which is interesting because, you know, me and dodges and dodge rolls, I love them if they're done right. And Greedfall, the game that I uh, heart and played the Yeah, every Spider's single last game. Yes. Yeah. And played the DLC, talked about in the show as well. Um, that dodge roll was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And this one, you know, they opted out of reusing anything really from Greedfall. Uh, it's all kind of a new style and this style it's fun because there is a lot of, you know, quick dodging. Um, but it's just hard for me cause I, you know, I know what that studio can do when it comes to RPG combat. Yeah. And this yeah. is not an RPG. Like this is a souls like we'll call it that. Yeah. That's yeah, what it unfair. is first and foremost. <clears throat> and again, it's in the French Revolution, but in an alternative world version, which is like where uh, a bunch of robots have taken over and now you are you play as heiress, uh, I believe is the name, and you're uh, a female robot who used to be a dancing robot and now it's yes. converted into a battle robot. And she you can customize her a little bit, but she basically goes out to fight the bad robots and basically take over, you know, um the uh, the whole situation that's going on. So that's the basic setup of the game. Uh, very cool, by the way, when I first started, it was like didn't see any of this coming, you know French Revolution yeah. um and i didn't know the setting, so that was kind of cool um and then you go out yeah as as the woman robot too to fight other robots, and the the gameplay happens in the souls like way where you fight a bunch of robots, you get in quotes experience was like what's it called in this game um
0: it's not called experience. It's I know. called something else. It's, it's like, like the blue Animus stuff. Animus or something. I think. Animus. I is think that it's right? Animus. Yeah. yeah, maybe.
1: And you collect that similar to like other things in Souls-like game where you can later on use that to upgrade yourself. But if you get hit and killed, um, you have to go back and pick it up. Now, uh, and that's generally it, right? That's the main... That's a, it. Yeah,
0: just, yeah. Soulsborn. You know what it is. And by the
1: way, we'll talk about this again in a less fast <laughs> episode, but this, you're getting the gist of it. And so... Um, what I loved about it though, in the beginning I was like, okay, this is difficult but fair. I'm used to souls like now now more because of Elden Ring. Um, so I felt, you know, comparable because the dodge is very good. It's not like what I love in an RPG, but it's good because it does allow you to basically get away from anything. Um I don't know if that's how you felt, but I felt like it was almost not OP, but it definitely lets you get away from anything. Um and then the big thing is you have stamina. And so there's this little mini game. If you run out of stamina, you can hit the Y button quickly enough and time it right, and you'll get your stamina back. Um, If you run out of stamina, it feels bad because you just know you're going to get hit a bunch of times. Yeah. So what I immediately did, because they have an assist mode, uh, I said, hey, spiders, I like you. I like Greedfall and RPGs that are not Souls-likes. So I'm going to turn this into an RPG. So basically, I turned everything on. And I am here to report that it's better that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. For me personally, I, again, if you just love souls like and like like almost dying a lot, you know, and being uh, a, it's, it's being a pain to go back and find your stuff. I don't know who enjoys that. Even with Elderming, I never did. Yeah, I don't. Right, and I love spiders, but I think this is such a departure for them in that way that my you know TDLR whatever it's called is T-L-D-R, like TLDR. Yeah. TLDR is that I don't think they I don't think they should have done it (laughs) like I don't I don't if this was a straight up Greedfall RPG in this setting I would be like coming to you gushing like crying happiness and being like this is my new favorite RPG of all time but this is a a Souls-like game and so for me yeah the the short takeaway is I don't like what they did with this game I don't want to play this from spiders because spiders is really good at making RPGs the other thing I'll say though is when I turn the assist mode on, and I'll turn it over to you, is that it basically gets makes your stamina come back immediately, so you're it's not very really, fast. Yeah, yeah, you're not really worried about that. It's still a little bit; you could still get caught here and there, but uh, and so i to hit Y or whatever, and then you don't have to lose your stuff when you die, which is super. Just makes it more fun because yeah. the bosses and stuff are still challenging. It's still like you know not a really simple game, but turning those two things on i think it made it like a fun experience yeah i I have more to say but what are your what do you think on the things i just said too
0: well i i totally get where you're coming from right so like uh so just full disclosure i i like this game a lot i think it's really cool but uh with the caveat that i think it is a very poor souls like like i don't think it's (laughs) that sounds crazy to say but like i play i play basically all the souls likes um and this it's too janky right like the control is really janky i don't know about you on pc but like the camera on Xbox drives me fucking insane. I hate the camera. Um, the combat is not as tuned, it's not as tight, it's not as airtight as I would want. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to follow in From's footsteps, right? And they just re- released what is maybe one of the best Souls-likes ever with Elden Ring. That's a very tough mm-hmm. act to follow, and I think anybody would be pretty foolish to try to follow that up. So... With the knowledge that I do not think it is a very good Souls like in terms of control, I don't like the dodge very much. I don't think it's.
1: Oh, um, you don't? Interesting. No,
0: I don't because I feel like enemies hit you too often when you try to dodge.
1: Well, the frame, Um, the the iframes and all that stuff is off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, And by the way, we'll just mention this here the frame rate jumps around. And I've heard people on like the best PC in the world have issues with it. So I think it's just on the like developer I, yeah, side. Yeah.
0: I think it's a PC problem because I'm playing it on an Xbox and there are a couple options like oh do you want performance mode do you want graphics mode and I'm like no 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 just give me frame rate mode and it's been smooth I haven't oh, had any okay. problems with frame rate okay. so I think that maybe they're just not as adroit on PC as they are on console but like even like even without that like it just doesn't feel I I take hits that I feel like I shouldn't take I miss shots that I feel like should hit like the dodge roll doesn't feel great countering um, can just get fucked, because I, I don't like the countering in this game at all, the parrying. Um, but, okay, so, so I've said all this, and it sounds like I don't like this game, but actually I really like this game a lot because of the stuff that you said where you can turn off the Souls-like features where you give yourself faster stamina, you make the enemies a little bit weaker, you don't have to do a corpse run. Like, when you take out some of that punitive stuff that is kind of known in the Souls-like genre, it becomes way more easy to let go of the parts that Spiders doesn't do right, because yeah. you're not you're not constantly getting your ass punished for it, so I appreciate that, right? And it was a smart move. I think that maybe they anticipated they are not in the same camp; they're not to the same level as FromSoft. Like, and who is really right? That's not a, it's not a criticism of of spiders. It's kind of a. I mean, when you're following the world's best, what are you going to do? You're you're always going to be second best, right? Like, you can't. Can I can I, I put genuinely... an asterisk there? I need yeah, I can't ahead. like keep go my ahead.
1: mouth shut for that because. And we all agree to disagree on this, I know, but. Um, I I don't necessarily think that every game that has Souls like stuff in it is trying to compete with uh, From Soft because like you said, it's not even just like they can't, but they don't have to. Like I think too sure. many times we put games in buckets, and like I just think of as each game as a new experience. So like you know it, they're doing some of the same elements, yes, they're not doing them in quotes as good, but I don't think they were probably ever trying to. So I, I just had to put that asterisk out there because I, I mean, don't. That's, I mean that's fair. You know what that's I mean. Fair.
0: I get what you're saying, but I, I definitely feel like this is in the Soulsborne genre. And, like, one of the hallmarks for me, I mean, maybe people disagree, but I feel like if you're going to be in this genre, one of the hallmarks is really tight controls, really tight hitboxing, hurtboxing, really tight, like, you know, dodge roll and iframes and stuff. That's kind of key to having like an optimal Soulsborne experience. So, I, you know, whether they were shooting for it or not, that's what I'm looking for. And, it, and it's so Bloodborne-y in some ways. That's exactly what my brain is ready for. Yeah,
1: because your brain's so, ready for it. I, yeah, I mean,
0: I'm primed for it. So yeah. it looks like Bloodborne. It kind of seems like it's going for Bloodborne. But regardless, I really like that they gave you those options. That makes it great. But the thing that really sells me on this game is not really the combat, but the ambiance, the 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 setup, the premise. That's where Spiders is really strong. Like what, Regardless of what you think of Spiders games mechanically, um, some of them I think are great. Some of them are not so great. I feel like they always hit it out of the park in terms of concept. So I love their concept. I love their um, just the style, the mood like being a, a, an automaton or android in revolutionary France. Like your owner is like Marie Antoinette wearing the yeah. white powdered wig right? Forget and you get name. set off into this into Paris which is ruined by these other automatons and you're meeting these dudes in their frocks and you're like in these weird steamy workshops and like it's fucking awesome dude. Like I love it. I love the way your character looks. Like it's so cool. Like her janky animation, but I think it's supposed to be janky because she's like this old school automaton, right? Like she's like, her joints are kind of weird looking and she moves like a like a marionette, which I think is awesome. Oh yeah, she's time. an
1: ex-dance robot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. some of those moves, by the way, reminded me of Sword and Fairy. Oh, really? Because okay. she has a special move, I don't know if you remember it, but like there's this really big like kind of dancing special move and it's beautiful to watch. I think you mentioned
0: it, yeah. I didn't play that, but you yeah. mentioned it. I made me talk about that. So I like the way it looks. I like the, you can change her clothes and she's got these like floppy fancy French revolutionary clothes. Like it just looks awesome to play. And I love that her weapons kind of pop out of her arms. And she says, it's just everything about It's just fucking cool. Cool factor is really, really high for me. I, and agree I feel with like, you. Yeah. yeah, for me, the cool factor really matters a lot. And the ability to take some of the sting out of it really helps that. So I'm able to look past the jank and just enjoy it for like, this really, really solid classic spiders B experience. I think that's really great. Tons of weapons and all the weapons are very different. I think that's really cool. Um, the only the only real downsides um, that I think I would want to to bring to Spider's attention, number one, um, the lighting feels really off to me. I was really struggling. I don't know if it's like this for you on PC, but I feel like this game is very dark, um, too dark in some ways, and I just could not get it to a place where... I felt comfortable with the lighting. How is the lighting for you?
1: Yeah, you're right. Because even like some of those like apartments or houses you were in. Yeah. And I was like trying to look for books and stuff. I was like, I need to turn the lighting up. I did. I remember to I, I went to the settings and I turned it up. So by default, it's too dark, I think. is what. Yeah, it is. I do think I feel <clears> it's a little bit too dark. Um, the, the combat, I
0: wouldn't mind if it was tighter, a little bit more tuned. But, you know, whatever. That's fine. I can live with that. But the other thing that really kind of is harshing my mellow, and I, I don't know if this is true for you, but there's a lot of weapons and the weapons are fucking cool. Like you've got a gun that pops out, and each each weapon has an alt mode, which is, again, just like Bloodborne, right, where all the trick weapons had two modes. So, like, you've got a gun, but the gun becomes a shield, or you've got a hammer, and the hammer becomes a different kind of shield, or you've got a fan, and the fan does, like, something else. Like, everything, you've got a, a halberd that also shoots a bullet. Like, you've got, every weapon is really cool and interesting, but the problem is, I feel like the power curve goes up pretty quickly, and upgrade materials are very scarce, which is something that FromSoft is pretty famous for before Elden Ring. Um, I feel like in Elden Ring they really got super generous with their materials, which was great because if you're going to give me a bunch of cool weapons, please let me play with them. Like I want to, I want to experiment. But I'm a, to the point in the game now. I don't know how far you got. I, I feel like I'm probably at least a third of the way through, if not half. I'm to the point where I have to stick with my one weapon because it's the one that's upgraded, yeah. and I don't have any other materials. And I want to, I want to, I want to use the fans. I want to use the magic wand. I want to use uh, like whatever. And I can't switch because the enemies are so tough that I just, I'm not doing enough damage. So I have to stick with the hammer, and the hammer's awesome, but I want to like change it up a little bit, and I just don't have enough material. So that's a bummer. I wish you could switch back and forth. Can I, see I all say all the weapons easily? Yeah. Can yeah, I sure. say
1: what I think they're doing there? Because I think they're, I think they want you to use one weapon, um, because they're giving you all of them early. If you remember, we yeah. get we get them early. You get a bunch, yeah, right off. And the bat. so, but they're not upgraded, like you said. So I think it's about picking one because I already did. I picked the the super fast knives, okay. whatever they are, because I'm about fast in and out dodging, you know. Sure. Or big time. Some Usually I'm about you know strong melee weapons. So I did do that two-handed, whatever it is, for a while. But mm. it's real slow. I mean, it's yeah. really slow. So I got out of there. I did the two uh, swords. I think that that's what they planned. I think that you they want you to upgrade one. I know, but what's the benefit of that? Well, Why but,
0: give you 15 weapons when you can only really use one? Just to
1: pick one, basically. It's almost like, remember in Monster Hunter when they give you all of them in the beginning of the trial area? Sure. It's like that. That's how I felt this game to be. Because literally in the first stage... Yeah, I think yeah, the, pretty much the first stages or whatever, you get all the weapons like it's really sh- quickly. So I think that they want you to try them all out and then that's what I did by the way. Yeah. I am going to have
0: to am I'm okay. going to I'm going to have to call spiders out, man, because I feel like that's a real bad idea. And this to mm-hmm. me says old school fromsoft because fromsoft is famous for giving you a jillion weapons and you have to pick one and you can't switch because you don't have enough materials. It's oh. a it's a shit experience.
1: Well, again, well, oh, i'm just right. saying it's shit for you but it, it's it's it, that's exactly what i wanted because i never i hate games where i have like too many weapons it really freaks like gives me anxiety uh,
0: we're gonna i mean uh, we're gonna have to agree to disagree because i yeah. want to i want to switch back and forth i feel like being able to switch weapons keeps it really fresh like when i get tired of using the hammer i want to use the fans and when i get tired of using the fans i want to use the daggers oh. wanna, you know like i want to switch around just to keep it fresh and i just i really i feel like this is where they were following in from soft formula Just because FromSoft did it, because I don't think it's ever a good idea to give people a million weapons and then force them to choose one because it just negates the existence of all. I mean, you might as well just give me one weapon from the start and leave it at that, which I think is a bad idea also. But like it's really frustrating because I want to move and experiment and try things out. And you just can't because the enemies are too strong.
1: Interesting that we've never brought this up on the show until this moment. It's crazy. We haven't. But in any game like this, I 100 percent find one weapon and never change it because it makes me again, feel like, like, um, like anxious because I want to have one thing and upgrade the shit out of it. So it's like sword plus 28 or something. Sure. And like the minute if I pick like the rapier or like some chain ball thing and it's like, you know, not leveled up and i I'm not good at it. I don't know. That's interesting. We're totally different styles that way. You, you yeah. like switching up weapons. I as don't. long as
0: it's strong enough just to keep it, you know, like when I played Monster Hunter, for example, I mained like the great sword, but I also did like the bow gun and I also did some of like the Lance so just to keep, you uh, know, just to keep it fresh, you know, and you can upgrade those. No problem. Like you can upgrade as much as you want if you want to. But I just, I just feel like it's a shame because especially in a game like this where the combat isn't as tuned as some other games. It would be pretty cool to be able to change. I mean, I've got like, I've probably got like 12 weapons in my inventory right now. And I'm only using the hammer because I don't have materials for anything else, which is like, it yeah. just feels like a waste. And I really wish that, you know, if you want to keep one great, but as much as I enjoy the hammer, I don't really want to do the same three hammer moves for the entire course of the game. I really would like to do something else. Yeah, I get just that. Just for variety. I get that. Anyway. And then I
1: they, they should just do more materials in general. Cause, and also, yeah. I feel like I'm, yeah, I don't have enough animus or whatever it is all the time. Cause yeah. every time I go to those little chairs where you can upgrade yourself, <clears throat> I just feel like I can do one thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, Oh, that was, I went through a whole fucking level. Um, so I agree with you there. I also agree with you really quickly on the aesthetic. I think the, all the little, uh, books in the buildings and the, the feel and, um, just like they did in Greenfall, the environments they pull. Oh off.
0: yeah. It's great. It's
1: great. It's so good. The this, this setting is so interesting. It's for alternate reality. Um, I just love all of it. So I will finish it probably because I'm pretty far. I think I'm halfway. Um, and I just get frustrated because I know that if this game were more like Greedfall, I would just be so much all over it. And I'm not going to fault them for trying something new. Cause you want to try something new. Sure. Um, sure. and I don't think they failed, but I think all the points you said are valid. in the fact that like, it's, if you're going to be real close to Bloodborne, um, pick the best things from it, but also, I don't know. Yeah. You probably have to get the yeah. combat a little bit better. Um I just, just I think it was an actiony game. Yeah, I mean
0: it, I, I agree. You can do an action game and it doesn't feel like a Bloodborne like, but this one feels like I definitely feel like they are taking lessons from FromSoft just because FromSoft is doing it. And they're not they're not the only ones. I mean like pretty much every almost every game in the souls-like genre right now is doing stuff that From does because From did it. Not necessarily that it makes their game better or it makes sense in their game. And I wish I need people to break out of that. Like, yeah, um, there's a few games that, that do their own thing. And that's great. And I really like those a lot. But like, I, I don't know, ah, man, I feel like we're being negative, And I really like this game a lot. I really want people to understand I'm enjoying this game very much. I, I'm definitely going to try to finish it. It's a great B experience. I love it. I just from a, from a design perspective, I understand that developers love FromSoft and I get it. I love it, too. But you don't need to copy that, and I need you to do something a little bit different because you're not from Soft. From Soft is already from Soft.
1: All right. Well, so do your own thing. We're gonna move on, and well, we're we're gonna move on. We're also gonna not say the word From Soft anymore on this episode. Yes. we get it; they're great. But um, I will say again, piggybacking off of you, I think there are some issues. Yeah. I will stand by the fact that if this was a Greedfall game, world combat style with this style. Sure, I would be like nines, you know?
0: I mean, I'd be right yeah. with you, dude. I would play it just as well. I think that would yeah. be a great way to go, too. So. But
1: that being said, it's still really fun to play. I think you should buy on a discount, unfortunately. Sorry, developers. Because it's $50, right? So it's pretty yeah, expensive. So. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot here that's really good. Um, and I, w- I would say that because it doesn't fit enough values of the, like, the, I don't even want to say the word anymore of that style that they're going for. Copy, <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, just do what we said, turn the assist mode stuff's on. It's don't think you're like, you know, you have to get good cause it just actually makes it more fun. In my opinion.
0: Agree. Don't this, this game mm-hmm. is not technically sound enough to demand that level of performance from a player. So don't go there. Just turn on the assist mode, enjoy what it does well. And I think you'll have a good time.
1: That's a good way to say it.
0: All right, that is steel rising. I mean, thumbs up for me. Sounds like a thumbs up for you. It's a also. thumbs
1: up for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna beat it. So. All right, cool.
0: I'm gonna try too. Okay, one last game, and then we got some stuff before we go here. This is a big surprise to me. This game came out of nowhere. I did not know anything about this game, and I gotta say, it's pretty fucking good. I love when that happens to me. That's like my favorite thing. It's called. Oh, shit. You don't <laughs> know the name of it? I, I do. I wrote da, 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 it down, but I wrote it down in shorthand. Oh. God, I suck so You're much. You're using shorthand? Well, okay, no.
1: I left Real shorthand? In. That's a real thing. No, it. no, no.
0: It isn't a real thing. No, I wrote it down as a note because I'm like, I'm just not going to write the full title down because I oh love this game goodness. so much. Of course I'm going to remember the full title. This is and awesome. Oh, God, this, this is two in one
1: episode, which means it's a twofer. That's what I call it. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm out of water, so I'm choking.
0: Drink your water. I apologize in advance to the developers. I completely suck. It's called Gerda, G-E-R-D-A, A A Flame in Winter. That's what it's called. Gerda, A Flame in Winter. This is coming to us from the publisher Don't Nod, uh, who is for the Life of Strange games. It is not made by Don't Nod, but they are picking it up because they, I I would assume, feel like it's in their wheelhouse of narrative games. And I think it's a really smart grab. I think this game is great. I don't know the
1: name of the publisher or the developer right now. I'm finding it. Um, Hold on. I'm finding it.
0: But this came out of nowhere. What it is, is basically a top-down kind of isometric game. Uh you have very small levels, like and this the setting is World War II. So you play a woman named Gerda, and she is half German and half Danish. Oh, man. Danish? I think that's right. It says it I think the that's Danish. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and so Her dad is a German. Her mom was a Danish woman. And she's in a Danish village that has been occupied by the Nazis. And it is like full-on Nazis. There's German. There's swastika. They're wearing that stuff. They talk about Hitler. Um, If you don't – if you're sensitive to that stuff, the developers do give you an option to, quote-unquote, turn off objectionable material. I left it on because historical accuracy. And I don't know exactly what that would change. I imagine they would take the swastikas out. Maybe they would change Hitler's name to something else. But basically, this is pre-World War II. You play Gerda, who's in this town, and this is a narrative, kind of like a narrative RPG, very small scale, where you start the game and they, they set it up, right? Your boyfriend is a Danish guy, your dad is a German guy, and they both meet you at the train station as you're getting off from wherever it was you're coming from. And right off the bat, you have to like talk to them and make choices between them, because sometimes if you're pleasing your Danish boyfriend, your dad gets kind of pissed because he talks shit about the Germans. If you play up the German side too much, your boyfriend gets pissed because he's like, fuck you, you guys are invaders. And the entire game is about weighing those relationships, right? Um, It's got a really interesting menu system because they break it down and really gamify it. But I feel like in this particular case, that works really well because every time you make somebody happy, you get a plus one uh, in their column. And you can pull up a little window on the side of of the screen that says, what's your relationship with the Germans? What's your relationship with the Danes? What's your relationship with the doctor, with the priest, with the so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. So so -so? So you can constantly like see how you are standing with someone. And that's important because if you have cred built up with them, you can get them to do things for you that ordinarily they wouldn't do. Uh, You want to try to like get them on your side as much as possible, but also stand by your morals. But also keep in mind that if you like somebody too much or they like you too much, it's going to sour somebody else. Um, So for example, uh, you're in a clinic uh, you're the nurse of the town, and the doctor is profoundly anti-German. He's a Danish doctor. Germans come in with an injured guy, and they're like, "Hey, you got to take care of our guy." And the doctor's like, "Fuck you! I'm not gonna help anybody, right?" So this is like immediately tense. Um, you're caught in the middle of this because the doctor doesn't want to heal the guy. The guy who's injured is a patient. You know, do no harm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but he's also a fucking Nazi. So like, what do you do, right? And you have to like negotiate this discussion. Um, every time somebody says something, you have a choice to say. Oh, I support this side, or I support this side, or what do I want to say? It's really tense. It's really mm. fucking tense, um, because I feel like it's very easy to identify what's going on in this game. I feel like it's really well written, and the sc- scenarios are very approachable. Like it's not it's not hard to understand what's going on. Another good example is there's a little German, uh, no no, a little German boy who's in like the junior Nazi program or whatever it's called. There's like a whole name for it. It was a real thing. Um, he comes up and he starts talking shit, right and Your choice is to either, hey, fuck you, kid. You're a fucking kid. Get out of here. But you know his dad is the local commandant, right? And he's going to roll up with his jackboots if you fuck with his kid too much. So it's like, do you be extra nice to the kid because you know who his dad is? Or do you treat him like a shitty kid because he's a fucking shitty kid? Mm. Like, what do you balance? How do you negotiate that, right? And I don't know that there's necessarily a right or a wrong. I think it's just like in the situation. There's often choices where you're like, talking about how you feel about the situation. It's like, oh, we're just going to endure. I hope no one gets hurt. Or fuck those fucking Nazis. I want them out of my town. I want them all dead. You know, like you kind of swing back and forth and you, the player, can choose how you feel about these situations. And that will in turn affect how people relate to you and how you go through the world. Hmm. Um, It's really, 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 really well done. It's it's simple. It's clean. It's streamlined. I love that they gamified it in this way. I feel like it's really effective for getting the storytelling across. All these scenarios I've seen so far super identifiable, like really easy to just to, to imagine what, what I do in the situation, right? Like, yeah. it's very, very powerful so far. Um, I will say that the graphics are, are nice. They're okay. They look a little bit washed out on the Switch. I don't know what they look like on PC. I believe this is PC Switch only. Um, and they're fine. I think it's okay. It gets the job done. Uh, I think the menu system is really good and clean. Lots of good UI that you can just get all the information you need and um if there's a choice that you can't choose because you don't have enough cred with somebody or because you don't have a certain item or something it's grayed out so it really kind of tells you what you should be doing or how you can go about doing things i mean i just feel like this game is really well put together all the way across it's very small every level is really small like the clinic is just a couple rooms the local market is just like one big market uh your house is just a couple rooms and you kind of go from place to place in kind of an episodic type scenario but I love the scale of it. I feel like it's really smartly designed. I feel like everything is is as it should be. Everything works in service of the whole. And I'm having just like a really marvelous time with it. It really came out of nowhere to surprise me. But this studio, did you find out who, what studio yeah, it is?
1: Yeah, Porta play
0: Porta play that's right.
1: It's kind of like Portable Play, which can make yeah. sense.
0: I don't know <clears> if they've done anything else, but what I see here in Gerda is really excellent stuff. Um, I don't know how much of this is real, if, if this is based off a of real person. I feel like a lot of it is probably fictionalized, but the situation absolutely real. I mean, there's countless stories of villages who were invaded by the Nazis. And it's about how do you survive? Do you do you support the resistance? Do you go along with the Nazis? Like, are you violent? Are you passive? I mean, this is real shit. Like, this is real shit that people live through. So even if this game is fictionalized, it's not hard to imagine this being a real thing. I'm really impressed with this title. I think it's quite good.
1: Honestly, It, it seems like an also a really good way to tell these stories, <clears throat> you know, yeah. like in this format. Yeah. RPG light, they're calling it, you know, where you yeah making choices and going through things, but then also like learning about it. Almost like the Assassin's Creed games do that, like historical mode. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not anything close to the same style of gameplay, but yeah, it looks really cool, and I like the art style, port of play. Uh, check this game out, Greta, Gerda, Gerda. That's what I meant, Gerda.
0: Yes, it is Gerda. Uh, I think it, I think it's just so good. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really. Really well done. Gerda, A Flame in Winter, published by Don't Nod, made by PortaPlay. Um, really a surprise winner out of nowhere. So check it out.
1: Check it out. Check it out. And I
0: think that's uh, any of the last games, Carlos? No, that's are it. You, uh, and my voice okay. is
1: done. So we're done. Okay.
0: We're in the home mm. stretch here. Really quickly, before we end the game's content, just a shout out to people who gave us some retweets this week. Always really appreciative of that. It's Angry Starfish One. Thank you very much. Zolbrod. Thank you. Dave Morrison. Thank you, Dave. Kurt Sasso, thank you, Kurt, and good friend J Monster, one of my homeboys from back in the day. What up, J Monster? Thank you very much. Uh, so shout out to all those folks for the retweets, really appreciate it. Also, just a really quick aside, um, had a very great conversation with listener Angelus Novus Seven this week. I'm not going to get into what it was about, uh, but cool dude, we had a great chat. Obviously, uh, listener of the podcast, so that was really nice to spend some time and get to know one of our listeners. So good to chat at you, Angelus Novus Seven. And I think we're pretty much done. But one thing before we go, what do you got before we go, Carlos? Anything before we go?
1: Yeah, quickly, a few things. One thing, as you're mentioning, people uh, watching the show, talking about the show, talking about Saints Row. I was talking to DX from YT, is at his Twitter name, about okay. Saints Row. So shout out to him uh, <clears throat> for all the uh, Saints Row talk we've been doing. And then also, um, before you go, Roach, I didn't mention this, but Roach Race, uh, the video game inside Cyberpunk, based on the the horse Roach in, from The Witcher. Do you know about there's a video game called Roach Race? In I did of, not know that. I had no it's, idea. It's an arcade cabinet you couldn't play. Now you can play it. Okay. So it's part of the new update. And so you can play it in the game, but you also can play it on mobile. Um, so it's a game that's out right now. It's just Roach Race, and it's a platformer, basic thing. Uh, it is that kind of endless runner game. I normally don't like that, but because of the, you know, each level you finish, like uh, Geralt runs out and runs after Roach. Oh, that's funny. funny. Uh, so that's the thing. And also, I remember that I have to go back and finish Witcher because a new season just finished wrapping, and I, I, I didn't give enough attention to it. <laughs> I know we both noped out of it, but I think I'm going to try to see it through. So I'm going to go back
0: I, to I finished Season 2, and I thought it was bad. I think they're trying to be um, Game of Thrones too hard, and they're not being enough Witcher. I did not like Season well, 2 at all.
1: I might do it. I don't know. And also, the, you know, the reboot's coming out. Not reboot, but the remastered visuals is coming out this year for Witcher. Right. Um, I don't know. Although we we probably aren't gonna play it because we'd play 200
0: hours. Man, I sp- I spent yeah, literally 200 hours man. I'm good on it. I love
1: it, but I'm good on it. Real last uh before you go is Cobra Kai, new season's out. Yeah, so I heard that. If you've watched that before, I like it quite a bit. I'm binge watching it this weekend. So.
0: All right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, That's one it. more thing before we go here, let's see. Um I just watched RoboCop with my my kid the other day, classic RoboCop with Peter Weller. That is a real trip to watch right now because I don't know if you've seen it le- recently. But all of the dystopian elements in that show, as in like media whoring, um, privatized medicine, corporate malfeasance, that's actual stuff that's happening now. This is a sci-fi dystopian cautionary tale, satire in some ways. And I'm watching this and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is all real stuff that we're living in now. Uh, I wish people would stop taking sci-fi movies and using those as templates for reality because those are supposed to be don't do this. And yet we keep doing this. Yeah. Um, I don't need to live in the world of RoboCop. So that was kind of scary. Movie holds up, though. That is a kick-ass movie. It um, is. Really, really good. Um, speaking of movies, watched Romancing the Stone recently. Did we talk about this already week We already last talked about it. Yep. We did. But I just found out. Did I talk about that it was written by a woman? Did I talk about that?
1: Mm, I don't think you did.
0: I, realize, I didn't realize this. My wife is a, a pro at IMDb. She always does, finds these factoids, right? And I didn't realize that Romancing the Stone with uh, Michael Douglas Kathleen Turner. If you haven't seen it, go see it, please. Total classic. Written by a woman, which is fascinating to me because uh, as we were watching it, almost no misogyny, almost no sexism, really fun, great relationship, exciting, um, lots of adventure, but it, it avoids all the bullshit that was in Top Gun, which I railed about last week, where yeah. Top Gun is a gross-ass, nasty movie written by a bunch of fucking dudes thinking through their dicks. So it's interesting to see how differently a movie from the same time period can be where one I found like was borderline really offensive and one still awesome. So I guess uh, I think it's all about the writer. And in this case, this lady who wrote this movie, uh, great job. And it just shows uh, that you don't need to participate in the tropes of the time. So,
1: okay, but hold on. I have a tangent for that. Yeah. Uh, the only, th- one of the main things I remember from that movie, cause I watched it when I was a kid.
0: Of which one? Top Gun? Uh, I remember I Stone. The Stone.
1: Yeah. Is tell me if this is correct. There's like a, they're always like, they're falling down this muddy slide thing.
0: Oh, one of those famous scenes in history.
1: Yeah. And he lands in her, like, in between her legs. Absolutely, he does. Doesn't his head, face, land between her legs?
0: He totally does. So it
1: totally now does. you're saying it's written by a woman. Hello. I mean, do you get what I'm saying? You get my, I, you get what I'm saying? I mean, she's trying to give some advice to the viewers. That's what I'm saying. Instead it of may. it, instead of it, like, the guy lands on her, like, in a sexual position. That way, I remember that moment vividly. Oh, yeah, that his justice sure. face lands there.
0: Yep, and he seems very happy about it, and right? Surprise, but he's very happy about Isn't it.
1: Isn't that so. funny? Oh, my goodness, I've never knew that moment, yeah, until now. And you said the woman writer, okay,
0: okay, wait, wait, wait. tangent on your tangent, yeah, please. double tangent. So, there was a <laughs> it's funny to me when people self own themselves on Twitter, right? So, there's this guy who said that he was this is a tweet that I saw, so this is not this is not my personal information, I just saw this on Twitter and I was rolling my eyes. This guy on Twitter said he was getting bent out of shape because he was roommates with a trans man. Uh, for those who are unclear what that means, means someone who was born a, a female person and transitioned to being a male. Um, and he said he was getting pissed off because this trans man was getting so much play with ladies. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I listen to them having sex in there. They go at it for like an hours. And it's like the women come back and they can't get enough. He's like, what the fuck? why don't they just want some natural dick? What do they, you know, what's that person got? And I'm like, you don't even realize how hard you just self owned yourself. Right. Because this is super tangent. I could talk about this for a million years, but like, if you're going to talk about having great physical relations with um, a partner, you got to be mindful of that partner's needs. You got to be mindful of like what it does for them. And this traditional, like American male thinking of the dick is everything. The dick is all I got to do. I mean, not always true. Sometimes people, you know, a dick can be great in the right circumstance, but it's not the end all be all. It's not a magic wand that a woman touches it with her finger and she just bursts into like a pile of orgasms. Like you got to like not only do you need to know how to use your dick, but also you need to have like plan B and plan C if that does not do it for your partner. Right. Yeah. And so this really illustrates where this trans man obviously understands that. Right. They probably know how to please a woman in many different ways. The women are lining up at this person's door because they want a piece of that more power fucking to them. Because if you're the kind of guy that just thinks I'm going to stick my dick in you and that's all I got to do, that ain't it bro. Like that ain't it. And it's like, I mean, I'm just going
1: to welcome to sex cast. Um, welcome
0: to the sex cast and real talk to real talk.
1: No, but I'm going to no. go, what, go. What's right, your real right. talk?
0: I was going to say, look, I've been married for 17 years and I'm going to tell you, I have never left my wife without <laughs> orgasm. Not once in 17 now years it's has made she official left. Official on the podcast. There you Fucking go. People. Official. You know what? Whatever it takes to get the job done, I do that because I'm a good partner. Yes. And I'm a good husband. No, right? I
1: mean to your point. It's not not about the. It's about understanding each other and what you want from yes. each other and how yes. um, things exactly. make each other feel mentally and physically. Like exactly. it's a combination. Yes. yes. So it's- it literally is. It's less about all the things that were taught to people in movies. And more about the actual, yeah, I mean, it's all mental anyhow in the beginning, right? Like, that's how you get everything going. Yes, um, yes. So, yes, that's a huge tangent we're not going to go on. And, and
0: circling back, it just goes to show. Romancing the stone, she's saying something right there. I think that's a pretty obvious statement. It's good advice.
1: I can't top believe gun, that that's what that was, yeah.
0: Do not follow the Top Gun advice. That's bullshit advice. But, yeah, you were exactly right. That is a classic fucking scene. So it's
1: good. in my head. And, like, I think I saw it when I was younger, too. So it's, like, interesting. Oh, dude. That's the kind of thing
0: that burns into your memory like forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah wait, yeah. wait, wait. Anyway, I ahead.
1: have one more memory then. Yes. Because I've never said it before. Uh, Are you going to say Working girl Oh, never mind. Never Griffith? mind. It's a long – it's going too, too much of a tangent. Remind me to bring it up some other time though.
0: Okay. It's a tangent girl. about high school. About high school. Okay. Well, no. You can bring it up, bring it up now. No, fuck, I'm fuck too it.
1: tired and it's hot in here and I need to turn the air conditioning All on.
0: All right. Asterisk. Put in a pin for later. Okay. But I will say along the same lines as Romancing the Stone, Working Girl, which had Sigourney Weaver and Melanie Griffith. I'm not going to say why, but along similar lines. That was another movie that got really burned into my memory. Um, also, I believe, And God Created Woman, which had uh, Frank Langella. And, oh, my God, uh, Rebecca De Mornay. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Boy, Rebecca We're getting into real, We're getting into well, real deep shit here. We're, wait, wait. we're showing my psyche. Hold
1: on real quick, though, because uh, now we're just doing movie talk. But 9 to 5 had some oh, yeah. kinky oh, yeah. stuff in it. It did. And it was, like, out of that. nowhere. I was like, what is this doing? Okay. <laughs> Anyways.
0: <laughs> anyway, somebody go Google those movies, and you'll see the connecting thread there, and then, uh, you know, send me an email or something. Uh, all right. Also, I got to talk really quickly about... Oh, they're not going to be happy about this. and uh, They're following what we just talked about. The A new... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> a new um, Lego-like oh, project. Oh, jeez. That is the yes. bad transition. I apologize. Well, okay. Well, the company's called Funhole. No! So you just made it worse. I can you can't be too mad. Oh, it's called F U N W H O L E. Funhole, which gave me pause and when I talked to my wife I'm like, "Hey, would you no, <laughs> would you no, like no. to check out this Funhole?" She's like, "What the fuck did you just say to me?" Um, it is. It's called Funhole and it's like Legos but not Legos. Um uh, they sent us a box for review purposes, mm-hmm. so thank you to the Funhole company. I love saying the word Funhole. It's really fun.
1: Oh, My goodness.
0: Um it's like a, it's kind of like this little um cabin it's got like uh, like all you know all, all the usual Lego bricks that you would think it's really nice well put together beautiful little structure but the real selling point of this thing is is actually they're very smart because um, I don't know if you know this Carlos but Lego they put out a lot of houses a lot of buildings and stuff and they don't add any lights there's a few very very select like Lego technic or Lego mindstorms where they incorporate electronics but if you're talking about the Lego like cityscapes the gas station the library the apartment building, there's no lights in those. Right. And you can actually go online and find people who put out unauthorized Lego um, mod kits that will give you lights. And my wife loves these. Right. She likes the Lego houses. And so she'll she'll buy a mod. It comes with these tiny little light bulbs and a bunch of fucking wires and instructions about how to, um, you know, like hotwire your Lego project <laughs> to have these lights. And it looks amazing when you get a little Lego town and it's dark and you turn on the lights. It looks fucking awesome and we've always wondered how come lego doesn't do this that's exactly what funhole is doing they're giving you a a similar lego approach to like a building structure house looks very cool but they're including lights in that package so you don't need to get a mod uh, program it's already in there comes with the lights comes with the wires the instructions are hardwired into the the basic putting together of the thing it's really great and so i think it's really cool um My wife is working on it right now. She's about halfway done with the project and she's got the lights in there and the wire. It's really, really nice. If you like something that looks like this, I definitely recommend it. I will say, to be fair, um, problems. Problems are that the Legos don't quite fit together as smoothly as real Legos, but that's a problem shared by every fake Lego in the world, right? Like um, all of those like Mega Bloks or like whatever those other competing Legos are, they don't. I don't know what Lego's secret sauce is, right? Because it looks like on the surface they're the same. But whatever that secret sauce is, no Lego holds together as well as actual Lego. So that's true here. They hold together just fine. But just you got to like get ready for a little bit of jank. I will say also that the colors are a little bit muddled. Uh, For example, like she's opening up the instruction book. The brown and the green in the book are pretty similar. And so she's not sure which brick is supposed to be which. The brown and the green in the bricks are also too similar. So it's a little bit confusing. Um, those are really the only downsides but overall it's a really nice package it's really cute it looks very fun if you like the lego houses cityscapes but you want to have the lights in there and don't want to hassle with like a third-party application or third-party products this is it like they 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 did lego one better which is great so lego oh, no, no no no, i'm sorry <laughs> it is not it's not like funnel no it is funhole the the project it's really cool check it out Look it up. I will probably update this once she's done. And maybe I'll even post some pictures on the website or something. We'll see. Uh, but Funhole. Check it out. F-U-N-W-H-O-L-E. It's pretty cool. Check it out. Check it um, out. I got two more things. Anything do else? You? For oh, you, my Carlos? goodness. I'm falling do. down. One thing I want to give a shout out to <laughs> She-Hulk this week. They had a cast uh, special appearance from the guy who plays Wong, the Sorcerer Supreme. And he was with... Are you watching She-Hulk I right will now?
1: never, ever ever watch that show i'm sorry it's really it's, fun it's the it's only really fun. It's, it's another one of our agree to disagree i can't handle the cg i just in general in my life dr strange was the same way i am over i this is a long tangent. i, mean, I, don't, want, I, I don't want cg anymore i don't want it anymore unless it's going to totally be a hundred percent like the next gen quantum computer stuff i just don't i'm sorry no worries no worries
0: so that's fine i mean it definitely there's definitely a few moments where you know it's obviously cg but i will say It's really a fun show. And this week, they just, they're leaning into the fun, which I really appreciate because Sorcerer Supreme Wong had a problem. He needed to go to she for her her to solve it because she's a lawyer. And along the way, they pick up this, like, total drunk party girl. Her name is Madison. And, like, she starts hanging out with the Sorcerer Supreme. And it's the fucking funniest thing ever. He's, like, all kind of pent up and kind of, like, cranky. And she's, like, kind of boozy trying to get them to lighten up. And they watch, like, The Sopranos together. And at the end of the episode, they're just kind of just, like, palling around. Their dynamic is so fun. I, I totally want to see these two become just, like, not a couple or anything, but just, like, buddies on the show. Or, like, their their back and forth was so enjoyable. It was really, like, just pure laughs. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good stuff. Shout out to She-Hulk for that. Wongers and Madison. I want to see more of that. And finally, a couple of shout outs to real-life people. My really good friend, Daniel Durant. Uh, who was in the recent Oscar-winning film Coda, which I worked on, which you may remember from me talking on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's moving up in the world. He's on Dancing with the Stars. I was so Whoa. surprised. I just found out. So he's the second deaf person uh, to be on Dancing with the Stars. And he uh, has got his partner. He's down in L.A. right now. He's doing the show. Um, they're, he's, showing, he's posting videos on his Instagram about, like, the workouts and the routines and stuff they're doing. I'm so excited for him. Daniel is an awesome guy. Uh, a lot of women think he's a real heartthrob, real handsome dude. Uh, he does real well with the ladies. I can attest to that. And I'm so excited for him to be on this like huge you know, network, giant, giant TV show. So shout out to my friend, Daniel Jorant. Also, shout out to my friend, EJ Cardona, who is a wonderful singer. You guys probably never heard of him. He works a lot in Disney theme parks. He was in Hunchback of Notre Dame on Fifth Avenue here in Seattle. He's done a lot of like projects. He's got a singing group on the side. Wonderful guy. I love EJ. Wonderful, wonderful guy. His brother is actually on The Voice right now, and he got picked by John Legend to be on his team. So my friend's younger brother is on The Voice right now, and I'm so fucking excited. I love their family. They're cool people. I'm rooting for them from all the way in Seattle. So shout out to the Cardona family. I hope that they do really, really well. So there you go. That's what I got. And I think that's going to do it as a show. Shall we wrap, Carlos?
1: Yes. I don't know how we we got to so long of a show, and we went fast. We did. We did. exhausted. We We're stuff. done. We're wrapping
0: it up. Folks, this is a show. <clears throat> as always, we want to get your questions and comments. Hit us up, Games at gmail.com We're on Twitter, at Games. Hit us up individually. Carlos, where are we
1: sending your traffic this week? I don't know. This podcast. <laughs> this podcast. Just listen to it, okay? Just listen to Just the podcast. Listen to the podcast.
0: There you go. As for me, same as always, Twitter, Instagram. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that's going to do it for episode three zero one which also brings us to season four of the soviet games podcast we break it up uh by 100, 100 episode blocks and i'm very excited because now when i post a show i can click the button that says season four i've been waiting for oh, it for months cool it's a very small thing but to me it means a lot so season four, season of the show, four. episode 301 thank you all again for getting us here thanks for listening thanks for joining us here in the soviet games podcast and we will see you next week but in the meantime this is bye from brad and bye from carlos
1: Turning on the air conditioner, literally, here it comes, there it is.